Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Joe Esquinazzi. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get an extra podcast over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. If you're looking for ways to support the show, there are many, many ways that you can do that. Uh, but one way that you can do it is by reviewing the show. Head on over to uh, Apple Podcasts, review the show, uh, give it five stars because, you know, that's what you do. And then uh, I will really appreciate that. Uh, incidentally, another show that needs reviews is my brand new podcast, 78 Degrees. It's me and my buddy Richard talking about anything and everything. Uh, you can find that podcast over at runjumpstomp.com slash 78 degrees. That's 78 D-E-G-R-E-E-S. Make sure that you subscribe to that podcast, start downloading them, and then uh, make sure that you review the show over on Apple Podcasts. That really, really helps. Maybe we can get into new and noteworthy. Anyway. Uh, we've got all of that stuff out of the way, and we have a lot to talk about today, so let's jump right to it. Last episode, I asked you all to tell me, what are your ideas for how Splatoon could become a Battle Royale game? And we had an interesting conversation uh, in the Discord, and Casual Cleric, who's a community member, uh, they posted a really interesting idea. Uh, Splatoon 2 Battle Royale is eight players. Uh, knock out two every three minutes. That way you only have eight colors of paint and you aren't drastically changing a popular Nintendo property in a way just to conform to the Battle Royale craze. Uh, kills versus paint coverage would have to be tuned. I don't know what the criteria would be. Maybe a different category each round. So the first round you would get splats and the second round it would be coverage and the third round would be sudden death where it's one splat and you're out. Uh, Wyvern Ripsnarl uh, chimed in with their idea uh, in response to this. They said in the first round it would be cool if you could go around and gather specials. So if you haven't played Splatoon 2, uh, you have both regular guns and then you also have um, uh, specials, uh, which you can use when you fill up enough uh, ink on your little wheel there. Uh, So... Basically, in the first round, you're going around finding those weapons uh, in order to use. Maybe it's a splashdown or the jetpack or whatever. And then in the second round, you're trying to do as much coverage as you can. And then in the third round, or third round, it's sudden death. Uh, no matter what, first off, we now know that it's not uh, battle royale, and I'm fine with that. I still would like them to do Battle Royale, but at this point, I don't think that they would do that. I don't think that they would do that to Splatoon. And if Nintendo was going to do a Battle Royale, even though I think that it would be perfect for Splatoon, I think that they would probably do it with a third, uh, or a, I'm sorry, a new franchise instead. 
so those are just my um, that that's my opinion on this. Um, let's take a look at this next story, which is very interesting, and it's um, there's a little bit of what's the word I want to look for inconsistencies. Oh, it's been fixed. It has now been fixed. So uh, the inconsistency that I was going to talk about is the fact that uh, Kirby's extra epic yarn on Nintendo's actual website had said that it was only for the new Nintendo 3DS, uh, which then people looked at the box art and there was no indication there on the box art, but when I just loaded up, it's been changed. It's no longer says that it's only for the new Nintendo 3DS. So it looks like that was just a typo on the website. And you know what? That's not a big deal. N- Nintendo's allowed to make mistakes. Uh, so, so there you go. Uh, Joel Mead 24 in chat says, I may be in the minority, but I'm already getting Battle Royale fatigue. Uh, the way I will, will address that, Joel, is I want you to think back to when first-person shooters first had the capture the flag mechanic. And I don't know who did it first, but whoever did it first, thank you, because it was awesome. Uh, but after after that uh, showed up as like a sub, uh, a, a new way to play a game, all the other first-person shooters basically started copying that. And... I think that that was overall a good thing for the industry as a whole. Uh, I definitely had ridiculous amounts of fun playing Unreal Tournament Capture the Flag mode. And uh, even even Unreal Tournament 2000, I think it was 4, was the, the next one that I played where it was the Capture the Flag mode. And I had a ton of fun playing that. Um, so... If Battle Royale is not a genre that you really like, that doesn't mean... I I know that there's a lot of games that are bringing out Battle Royale modes, and that's fine. But that doesn't mean you have to play them. And I know that people say that they get uh, Battle Royale fatigue, uh, they get um, zombie fatigue... And I'm the same way. I get sick of seeing the same tropes in a game or in games over and over. And they they kind of do that thing where um, like the whole gaming industry will jump onto one trope and then uh, somebody will think of something new and they'll slowly migrate over to that next trope. And then somebody will try something new and they'll migrate over there. And it keeps moving around. Now, Battle Royale seems to have been. Oh, motorcycle. Uh, seems to have been pretty stable for the last couple of years. So I expect that we're going to see it keep going. Uh, it's not like Fortnite is losing any steam, and it is uh, definitely, um, what's the word I want to look for? It's definitely a fun game mode to play. Uh, so overall, I would say I understand what you're saying, but if you're sick of Battle Royale, then just don't play it. And that's just for me. Uh, Rock Roller 1-Up says, maybe a spinoff of Splatoon, Splatoon Battle Royale. I I honestly think that it would be better for Nintendo just to come up with something else if they're going to. And honestly, if Nintendo is going to uh, pick a genre that, that they haven't done before, I personally would prefer that they do a MOBA. Because I think Nintendo is... Uh, 
in a really good place to uh, launch a MOBA, uh, like a Mario-style MOBA, um, that could be incredibly fun if it's like Arena of Valor in gameplay style or Smite in gameplay style, but just featuring Nintendo characters. I think that would be uh, really fantastic. And speaking of MOBAs, Arena of Valor is uh, going to be coming out on the 25th of September. This is via Nintendo Life that found it on um, the Japanese eShop listing. Uh, if you don't know what Arena of Valor is, it is a free-to-play uh, MOBA, uh, which is multiplayer online battle arena, kind of like League of Legends or, or uh, Dota 2 or Heroes of the Storm or Smite. And, uh, you know, I played the beta on the Switch, and it's super fun. Um, I also have, I'm, I'm in the early access thing, but I haven't been playing because I've been obsessed with Monster Hunter lately. Um, overall, I think that it's really uh, a good game, and I'm looking forward to it. And this is something, uh, look at me, segue after segue. This is something that's going to lead us into our discussion of um, the multiple, um, the Nintendo Switch Online is that this is one of the games, uh, along with Fortnite, by the way, that does not require you to have Nintendo Switch Online in order to play it online. It seems like that is an optional thing. Uh, so both Fortnite and Arena of Valor are going to allow you to play those games uh, without subscribing to the $20 a year Nintendo Switch online service. Uh, now now that I've brought it up, let's talk about the Nintendo Switch online service. The first thing that I want to say is that uh, the maintenance window is going to start at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific time, and it's going to go to 8 p.m. Pacific time. And if you live in the Eastern time zone like I do, that means it starts the, the maintenance starts at 8 p.m. Pacific time and it goes until 11 p.m. I'm sorry, 8 p.m. Eastern and it goes to 11 p.m. Eastern. So while everybody says that Nintendo Switch online service starts today, I know I'm not going to be able to, um, I'm not going to be able to pick it up my, or, or, uh, start, use it myself to try it out. But, you know, there you go. It actually kind of starts tomorrow because it's not going to open up until 11 p.m. tonight. Now, if you live in the Pacific time zone or some other crazy time zone that, that I haven't mentioned, then um, you'll get to play it tonight. But I will not, unfortunately. And that's OK. I'll play it tomorrow. And I'm looking forward to it. I really am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with or how the NES thing works. I'm looking forward to pre-ordering my NES controllers that go on the side of my Switch. And before I segue over to those controllers, uh, there is one more thing that I want to say about the Nintendo, or two more things that I want to say about the Nintendo Switch online service. Uh, the first is that the online service can be purchased using gold points. Uh, so when you buy games with Nintendo uh, or for the Nintendo Switch, either through the eShop or through a physical copy, you put that copy in. You can then turn the turn that into gold coins, which you can then use to buy stuff on the eShop. And one of the things that you can buy on the eShop is the Nintendo Switch online service. And sure enough, 
where is it? It's uh, let me find it. Gold. There we go. Can I use my my Nintendo Gold points to purchase the membership? Gold points can be used when purchasing a membership in the Nintendo eShop. They cannot be used for auto renewal. So I think that that's kind of cool. Now, now that I've told you that, if you got points, you know you can get it for free basically. Here's what I'm I'm going to ask you to do. If you want to support the show, if you are a fan of Nintendo Switchcraft and you want to support the show and you're going to get <clears throat> excuse me, Nintendo Switch online anyway. If you planned on getting it no matter what, if you were always going to get it, then there is a link that I want to share with you um and I'm looking for it right now. I'm going to drop it in the show notes. Let me just copy it. And it is an Amazon link. So you can purchase your Nintendo Switch online service from Amazon. It costs exactly the same. And if you use the link that I'm going to put in the show notes, it supports the show. It doesn't cost you anything extra and Amazon will send me some money. I don't know why they do this, but they do it. So that's one more way that you can support the show. All right. I think that's like... Uh, one, two, three, 17 segues that I've done. So I'm going to stop talking now. And after uh, some kind of funny little noise that comes up, we're going to talk about something else. I knew I forgot something. I can never remember everything. And this is why, you know, this is why I should have a script. Although if I was doing a script, then the show would be a completely different show. And I certainly wouldn't be able to do it the way that I do now. Um, but I, I almost forgot. And thank you, uh, to Mapache in chat for reminding me, they said, been thinking that is it a smarter buy going for the 8-bit dough SNES Pro, uh, that is the uh, Bluetooth controller that looks like a Super Nintendo with also that has a couple of, of um, almost like PlayStation style thumbsticks on it. Um, <laughs> Joel Mead 24, that's funny. Um Oh, I lost my train of thought. Okay, so is it better to get that or to get the new controllers that Nintendo is selling exclusively? And you can only buy them if you are a Nintendo Switch Online uh, subscription holder. Uh, Is it better to go the 8-bit dough route? Um, I don't have an answer for that. But one thing that I will say is Nintendo has specifically said that you cannot use those controllers for anything other than the NES games. So if you're going to get those controllers, the two um, uh, NES style controllers that snap onto the side of the switch and that's how they charge, they don't work with other games. They are for the NES classic, whatever it is that they want to call it. Uh, They're for the NES stuff that comes with your subscription. So in the end, I would say probably it's a better uh, a better deal to go with the 8-bit dough because you'll be able to use it in a lot more games. That being said, I'm going to go with the NES style myself just because I want to support Nintendo and like my wife and I will be able to sit there in bed wirelessly and play um, uh, Dr. Mario, which is her favorite game. Uh, and she always always, always beats me at that game. And we won't have any wires or anything. And yes, the 8-bit dough can have, uh, can, is also wireless, but I've heard bad things about that. 
And then I also have to keep a wire around to charge them. And it almost just seems easier for me to, uh, you know, when I go to sleep at night, just swap, take my Joy-Cons off, which are always full anyway, because I almost never take them off, and slap on the uh, NES-style uh, things. I think I'm going to go with that. Uh, but I'm very curious as to what you all think. Uh, if if anybody is interested in picking that up, Mapachi is asking, maybe those NES Joy-Cons eventually will be compatible with Raspberry. Uh, it's possible. Um, and I think that they're, Mapachi is talking about Raspberry Pi. Now, I have a Raspberry Pi, and I did buy some 8-bit dough controllers for it, and I ended up returning them because there was too much lag. And I think that that was not a limitation of the controllers, but more of a limitation of the Pi. Like, it's got, like, a really cheap Bluetooth chip in it or something like that. And it, it introduced too much lag. Like, I would hit the button, and then whatever I wanted to happen would happen much later. Uh, so I ended up uh, sending those back and, and just using... I don't... I've got like this cheap $15 iBuffalo USB um, uh, controller that I hook up to my Raspberry Pi and my um, uh, my arcade cabinet back there whenever I want to play a game like that. That's what I use uh, most of the time uh, because it's super cheap and uh, the wire works really, really well. But, you know, if my... If my if if my family and I are sitting there and we want to play a game, we don't want wires dragging across the floor. You, you know, if my wife and I are sitting, you know, playing on the TV and one of our kids walks by and runs into the wires, then, you know, it's going to cause problems. So we would prefer to be wireless. Um, Mango Tree 93 says, I'm going to keep using my SN30 Pro for the time being. Mine has been working perfectly since buying it. Interested in getting the NES ones, though. And here's my next question. Do we think that we will eventually get Super Nintendo games with uh, with the NES, uh, with the Nintendo Switch online service? Uh, and if we do, will they make Joy-Con style Nint uh, uh, Super Nintendo controllers? And I don't, I don't know because like the, the Super Nintendo controller... Sorry, I looked away from the microphone. The Super Nintendo controller is, well, it is kind of dog bone shaped, but on the top it is flat, but it also has uh, L and R buttons to worry about. So I don't know. Maybe if they put it on the back, like that might be one way to do it, is put the rail on the back so that it charges back here. Uh, I'm, I'm very interested in what's going to happen with the future of this surface. And I'm also excited to uh, check that check the service out. So I can't wait until tomorrow. Uh, by the way, speaking of tomorrow, I know at the beginning of the show I mentioned that uh, I've got another podcast called 78 Degrees. We are recording that show live tomorrow at uh, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. So probably around 3 p.m. is uh, Eastern time. I know you'll all be playing Super Mario Brothers on your Switch uh, but, you know, set it down for 45 minutes and join uh, Richard and I as we talk about whatever it is that we're going to talk about. Okay, so I've gone on for a really long time. Let's let's bring everything else together really quickly, I think. The Atari 2600. Now get up to $30 in rebate offers plus a free Pac-Man. All right, I've got 
uh, well, a bunch of stories that I'm going to go over, but only one of them that I'm actually going to talk about at length. And the next one is uh, Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition. You know, I asked people who had played both the uh, the 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 original version of that game uh, for either the Xbox One or the PS4, and you know, I compare. I, I wanted people who had played both, basically. Uh, so my tweet was, and I'll bring it up. It says, Final Fantasy 15 players. For those of you who have played both the PS4 version of the game and the Nintendo Switch version, which do you prefer and reply with your reasons? Uh, so 40% said the PS4 version. And I can't believe I forgot about Xbox One. Uh, when I posted that, and 52% said Switch, which is not a, a something that I expected. Personally, I prefer to play the game on the Nintendo Switch, and let me tell you why. I feel like I feel like uh, Final Fantasy 15 has too much stuff in it, and I really like the way that they streamlined the entire experience for the Pocket Edition. And, of course, I would never play the Pocket Edition on my phone because I don't like playing games on my phone. But when it came to the Switch, I ended up picking it up. And as much as I really did enjoy Final Fantasy XV on my PS4, I mean, the game was gorgeous. The voice acting is pretty good. Uh, the music is fantastic. The combat is really, really great. And uh, the world is massive. I, I felt like the whole thing was a little overwhelming. And I feel like the Pocket Edition takes out all of the unnecessary cruft and simplifies the entire experience. I also found the combat to be more fun in the top-down version, mostly because you don't have to worry about the third dimension. You don't have to worry about height with stuff, uh, which I definitely had trouble as I was playing that game uh with the combat it was something that i really had trouble getting my head around and playing the the pocket edition on the switch i feel like i've had a lot more fun and i'm far more likely to complete the game uh like i know that kodiak moonwolf he is uh an editor at run jump stomp he's in chat right now he played the xbox one edition and he played a ton of it and he like all the way through i think he even 100 percented it and that is a serious time investment. And I didn't, like, I couldn't, I just could not, it it couldn't pull me in enough to keep me coming back to it. And I feel like this is a problem with most games these days. Like, they just make these huge games that just keep getting longer and longer and longer. And I, I never, ever finish them. Um, so I like the streamlined mode of the Pocket Edition and it was for for me and apparently for i am cool see uh they uh, in chat they've said pocket edition is so much more streamlined it's great for busy adults like me i'm looking at uh the answers on twitter um time tom uh who is the host of of the power time podcast which is a podcast about nintendo power magazine uh he said i didn't finish the ps4 in the Switch version, I'm three hours into the game, and at the same story point, I was in at 12 hours into the PS4 version. With limited gaming time, I appreciate the opportunity to experience the main plot. Um, uh, Sonic's Faithful Until I Die says, 
Uh, I think it's a bit too early to tell as I just recently started playing the Pocket Edition. I agree with what Tom is saying. Uh, you can get through the main game story a lot faster with the Pocket Edition and it's still a really fun way to play. That being said, the main version is better overall. And that's basically what the replies have been. Uh, people saying that they like the graphics better of the other one. One person said, I don't know if that's shallow or not. And I don't think it's shallow. Uh, to want the graphics to look better. I will say this, when I first saw the graphics of the pocket version of the game, I thought, well, that looks like garbage. I'm not interested in that at all. I don't like the art style. But then once I saw in motion, it made more sense to me, and I really did enjoy it. Um, Kodiak Moonwolf says only, oh, he did, he almost 100%ed it. Only one super boss and the DLCs to complete. Uh, so yeah, th th there's going to be... Uh, I think people will fall on both sides, but I will say this. Uh, Final Fantasy XV is a really well-made game. It doesn't feel like Final Fantasy, in my opinion. But you should check it out if you can. And, you know, you'll have to see which one you want to play it on. I personally like the Switch version better, um, mostly because it's just streamlined. And that's just me. All right, we're in the lightning round now. I'm going to I'm going to really go quickly through these because we've got a bunch to talk about. Uh so let's start. Uh Mario Tennis Aces will now be compatible with the Nintendo Switch Online smartphone app. Uh that means you're going to be able to uh use voice chat with that game, and this is very interesting against randos. So, uh if you have it open and then you join, uh, if you have the app open and you join up against somebody else who has the app open, you will be able to talk to each other. This is not a first for Nintendo, but it's surprising. Nintendo is allowing you to talk to random people, not through the Switch. You got to do it on your on your damn phone, but that's very interesting. Um, there were a bunch of people who were upset with Bandai Namco. Uh, because they said that, uh, oh my gosh, what's the name of the game? I, Vesperia, Tales of Vesperia was going to um, only uh, or come on a card and require a download after the fact. And people were, of course, upset about that. And uh, Bandai Namco then replied to their tweet. They said, apologies for the confusion. That is not the final box art for the Switch version. And it will ship with a 16 gigabyte cart. No additional download will be required. So I just want to say Bandai Namco, well done. Well done. I think that that's awesome. And uh, you know, pay attention, other developers. People do not want to download stuff for your for the physical copies. That's irritating. Um, Puyo Puyo Esports is uh, been announced for Nintendo Switch. Um, I have played Puyo Puyo online. There's no way that I'm going to try and compete in that game. I just can't. It's there. Like people just destroyed me. Um, I'm very curious if, if you are huge into Puyo Puyo and you want to give me some tips about how to play, feel free to write in. Uh, there's lots of ways that you can do so, by the way. Call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. You can email me, bill at runjumpstomp.com. You can tweet at me at runjumpstomp. You can join our Discord at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. And I'm sure that there's other stuff too. Um, this is actually pretty interesting. Sega 
is bringing the Mega Drive Classics to Nintendo Switch. I actually uh, did a review of this on my YouTube channel, which I did not link in the show notes. But if you just go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp, I'm sure that you will find it there. And um, this is a really cool collection of a bunch of games. And it has online multiplayer as well as couch uh, co-op and couch, um, I don't know, where you're fighting against each other. Uh, really cool uh, bunch of games, so I would definitely recommend that people pick that up if you don't have it on some other system. Uh, I have it on PS4, and it's really fun. Uh, so I, I like playing all those old games, but you know that's just me. And two, or actually one last thing, there is a brand new bundle that was announced in uh, North America. This comes via Nintendo Soup, and it is the Fortnite bundle for Nintendo Switch. Uh, comes with the double helix uh, skin, I guess. I don't know what this is. I don't pay attention to that stuff in Fortnite. It also comes with a thousand V bucks in Fortnite, and it includes the full game already downloaded. Uh, of course, that's a free game. But what are you getting for buying this bundle? Well, you're getting a thousand V bucks basically, and this skin because the bundle costs three hundred bucks. So it's the same as buying a regular Nintendo Switch. Uh, somebody had posted, I can't even remember where they posted it, but somebody said that this is how Nintendo is going to to sell those 20 million switch, uh, units this fiscal year. Uh, they're just going to keep like, people are going to keep buying these bundles. Uh, and I think maybe that's a possibility, but, uh, if you don't have it yet, then I think it's absolutely brilliant that Nintendo is putting out a Fortnite bundle because Fortnite is huge. And like, it's all any of, of my students talk about anytime that, that they are, you know, I get, I give them a little bit of free time. They are constantly talking about Fortnite all the time. So Fortnite's huge. And, uh, this is going to sell a lot of Nintendo switch consoles. It may be the most addictive toy in history. And it's definitely the hottest thing this Christmas music on today's episode was by, um, Scott Ark. Uh, I saw they they posted this on Reddit and I immediately reached out and said, uh, can I please play that on my podcast? And they said yes. And um, you're about to hear it uh, again. You heard it at the beginning. And it, it is the Super Nintendo World Overworld theme song played using Sega Genesis hardware, uh, which is really, really cool. It, it take it like I love the way that they took a song that I've heard a million times and made it sound incredibly different. So uh, make sure you check out their stuff. You can find their stuff over at runjumpstomp.com slash music. Don't forget that if you want to check out the full show, because uh, I edit this down for the audio podcast, uh, you can find that over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. If you can't watch live, I totally understand. You can watch it after the fact over at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. If you're looking to support my content, uh, you can head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you, review the show. Don't forget to check out 78 Degrees, my other podcast. Uh, make sure that you join the Patreon if you want for as little as a buck a month. You get another podcast that is exclusive to patrons. Uh, thank you, everybody who's already supported the show. You guys are awesome. And now it's time to thank the live chat. Uh, thank you for being here. And thank you for understanding why I'm late because I'm putting siding on my house. Uh, we've got Kodiak Moonwolf, that chap Zap, who is my co-host on uh, 78 Degrees. Uh, 
Let's see. Apricot Droop Fruit Chilla Plays. Corona G8, Dauntless GG, Duke 327, Joel Mead 24, Kimbalina 66, Lego Lawyer, Mango Tree 93, Mapache, Marty Log, Filder Beast, Fisto, Raptor James, Skinny Seahorse, uh, Tay Munston. Thank you for the host, Tay Munston, by the way. And TF Wagner, VNK, Virgo Pros, and the Lurkers. You guys are all awesome. I will see you soon. Bye bye.